planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, Bjorn, how are you, mate? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, dude. You're just about to release the new Night Flight Orchestra album, uh, Sometimes the World Ain't Enough, which is almost a year since the release of uh, Amber Galactic. Were the songs written mm. around the same time, or were they written on the road? We never really left the studio. That's the, that's the thing with this band, you know, because we have two, two producers within the band uh, with their own studios, and... Uh, I just woke up to this this post from one year ago on Facebook today that sort of, you know, says it all. Uh, and it says, it's a post by Nightlight Orchestra, and it says, um, sorry, but we couldn't uh, stay away from the studio. Our sincere <laughs> apologies, the Nightlight Orchestra. So, you know, we just, we, we, we never really leave. You know, we just keep on going. It's a constant thing for us. We always write songs, and we like to get together, you know, and sort of have recording sessions where we sort of, cook, drink, and, and record songs or just write songs. So there, there's there's also sort of like a a vault of songs that we've sort of built up over the years and where we tend to sometimes, you know, pick up a song or two mm. that didn't really fit in at the time and then sort of rearrange them as well, which has happened. There's, you know, a few songs on this album. There's Paralyzed. Uh, that we wrote like three, four years ago, and uh, at the time it didn't really fit in. But for this album, we picked it up again and sort of rearranged it and, and worked a lot with the with the keyboards as well and a lot of percussion, as you can hear. So, I mean, it, it might sound like it's leftovers, but that's not the case at all because it's sort of like a constant thing for us, you know. Mm. And we sort of, you know, so there's there's quite an interesting vault, you know. And but we would never release a new album if we didn't feel that it it, it felt like an album with with the right flow, uh, rather than just throwing out an album with a with a you know a bunch of songs that have catchy choruses. It, it runs way deeper than that, you know. Well, that's that's one thing I did pick up about uh, this album compared to uh, Amber Galactic is is that this one seems it's got a little bit more of an '80s vibe, where Amber Galactic had a bit of a more '70s vibe. Is that right? to say yeah yeah i guess i could say i mean there, there were definitely 80s on on, on amber galactic as, as well but i think even more so on on sometimes the world ain't enough we, we definitely cut out all sort of these 70s oriented keyboards there's there are some some roads and verlitzer here and there but there's definitely no mellotrons or hammonds or anything like that you know because there's there's already bands out there that do that you know so well and I think we we have a different we're looking for a different expression, you know. I think uh we've been working a lot with the keyboards that might make it sound a bit a bit more eighties, you know, and, and also the percussion part, which is sort of rare. You don't hear that uh, in, in in a lot of sort of AOR classic rock oriented bands, you know. And um I think that definitely adds a whole new dimension as well. Yeah, is that how you um categorize the song? You know, you said you got that whole vault of songs. So you go, okay, well, this one sort of fits in this sort of vibe. Have you got like, have you got them all categorized? Uh, no, not really. It's just sort of, you know, we 
sometimes you just sit down and listen through the song. It's like, oh, and it's like, oh, this one. I forgot about this one. And then you sort of get together and, and, and go through some of the songs and, and you sort of see the reaction on, on people's band. It's like, oh, is, is that something we should pick up again? It's like, yeah, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe we should rearrange it or should we just, you know, let sleeping dogs lie or, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting process, you know, and, and a lot of things can happen with the actual songs, even though we sort of, you know, we write, for, for the most part, we write the songs sort of separately. You know, I, I can sit at home or David is sitting at home and then we, but they're very, very basic demos. It's very different from being in the metal genre as well. There's way more dynamics and, and sort of open for sort of interpretation, you know, and, and when you take it to the studio, there's so many things happening, you know, with the keyboard arrangements and, and, and all of sort of the extra add-ons that, you know, that are, there in the songs, you know, so it, 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 it's it's really a matter of a, of a band effort in the end, you know, there's so many things that we sort of create in the studio, even though we have sort of the songs are being made sort of separately. What do you do to get your, uh, yourself in that frame of mind of, of writing for uh, Nightfly? I mean, you know, you've got, that, it's like a totally different side of your personality, you know, you've got the heavy stuff with soil work and then there's this, I mean, do you have to what do you do to sort of switch into that mode? Yeah, I mean it's, it's I mean it's it's something that's been there the whole time. So I think that the the switch is fairly easy, you know, for me. It, it, I don't really have to try that hard. You know, it's it's sort of clear to me like what what belongs to soul work and what belongs to Night Flight Orchestra. So it's it's you know it's like we finished up the soul work album, or we finished up the I should say it was actually the other way around. We finished up the Night Flight. Uh, album you know and, and we did the mixing and then i just switched to, to writing songs for the new soil work that we just finished up as well and 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 it was i was a little bit nervous at first like oh so now i need to write soul work songs like how's that going to work out but it's just like bam it, it it just worked i don't know so maybe maybe the two bands are sort of feeding off each other even though they don't sound the same at all you know mm. it's just that sort of flow of inspiration that's pretty interesting you know and 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 so far, the switch has been easy. I mean, going on stage is a little bit different, though, you know. And, and for the Night Flight Orchestra, I'm, I tend to wear a suit and some kind of beret, uh, and usually a white suit and a red beret. <laughs> and then and then with Soul Work, it's something completely different, you know. So it's like, it, it, you know, at one time, you know, when, when we did our first European tour last year, I, I went on stage and and I was there with those big James Brown sunglasses on. And I, I found myself like, like, Oh, I almost sort of like a, uh, you know, epiphany. Like, I was like, Oh, what, what, what is going on here? You know, this is crazy. <laughs> you know? This is not soil work. I'm, I'm behind those big sunglasses and I'm wearing a beret. What happened? You know? So it's a, uh, so that took a little bit longer, I guess the, the switch from being sort of the, 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 the stage persona, but it's something that, you know, that was there the whole time. It just it just took some time to get used to that. <laughs> He's been hiding away somewhere. He just needs to be unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, one thing I was going to ask about those, oh, man, some of those highs, man, like those full Rob Halford high notes, man. I mean, that's phenomenal, yeah. some of those. I mean, what, I mean, what are you going to do to do those? Is it practice, tight leather pants and aviators, or is it just a lot of practice? <laughs> I mean, as strange as, as it may sound, I mean, I think I needed to do 20 years with Soilwork first, you know, to sort of 
build up that build up a really strong voice, you know. And I have mm. been working a lot on my falsetto, even with Solwick. I've always done the 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 backups, you know, on the albums, and there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of falsettos there. So that's something that that's also sort of been brewing, you know, along the way. And uh, and I, I believe that a strong falsetto is the key to just about any singing, you know, to build up a strong voice. You know, if you have a strong falsetto, you could you could sing whatever you want. You know, that's my theory. But uh, it's been working really well for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm influenced from so many singers from such different genres. You know, so I mean, Glenn Hughes has always been a favorite of mine as well. And he's he's always been sort of a master of falsettos. And I mean, how old is he today? Like seventy almost. And he's still pulling off like. You know, he's singing better than ever. So that, that's really inspiring to me, you know, and, and and I'm still developing as a singer. So I'm really grateful for that. For You know, for some people, you know, it's it's over when you're 30, I was going to say. But, <laughs> you know, uh, it's interesting. I wish I could do it, man. I hear it. I just, I don't know. You could do like it. it. You could do it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I've got to, I've got to work on them. I think, I think I've got to go back and work on. If you could do it, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna make any more excuses. I'm just gonna start doing this scale, not be lazy anymore. But um, yeah, well, of course. How's, I mean, the new soil work as well. Have, when can we expect that? I mean, you've just wrapped that up as well. Yeah, uh, I would say in the end of this year or beginning of next. And uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're really pleased with it. It's. Uh, Probably sort of like the most epic and darkest soul work album yet. Like super melancholic melodies and, and really, it just sounds really big and, and, uh, there's something about it for sure. Definitely keen to hear it. But would you, here, here's one for you. If you were going to do a festival and both bands got booked, is that something that you mm. would, uh, do or have done? Uh, it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure next next summer because we we will have both uh, festivals with both Nightlight Orchestra and Soilwork. But if we do, as long as it's Nightlight Orchestra first and then Soilwork, not the other way around, I think it could work. Because it takes a lot of energy, man. I mean, you're an energetic man. So I mean, you probably need what a, a little bit of a nap in between. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that that'd be I'd I'd, yeah. uh, I'd love to see that full Bjorn marathon yeah. back to back. <laughs> yeah, and what if I show what if I show up at the at the wrong gig with with the ripper in the white suit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're just wrong with it. Oh, I man. guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome, man. Well, can we expect uh, a tour for Nightfight Down Down Under? I mean, we're definitely working on it. I think it, it's 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 definitely in the plans. You know, it's also obviously a matter of a budget. We're mm. uh, we're eight people, including our backup singers, and we we're not going anywhere without them because you know it, it gives such a uh, nice flair to the whole live show. It needs to be a, a full on rock show the way it was meant to be. So it's we're, we're definitely planning to come to to Australia, um, but. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, I guess what people can do, you know, pick up the album and, and, and spread the word. Hopefully we can make it happen maybe sometime next year. Yeah, that'd be unreal, man. Maybe Download Festival, just putting it out there. Yeah. You know, maybe that'd be something. Be something. Nice little, 
<laughs> introduction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that'd be that'd be a good way to kick it off. But you know, that's just me yeah. Yeah. throwing it out there into the into the universe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, who knows? Well, dude, thank you so much again for uh, taking the time. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, man. And you know, can't wait to uh, see you guys down here soon. And uh, mm-hmm. stay in touch, man. Yes, absolutely. It was good talking to you again. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 